All right, welcome back to the Business Insights Podcast. This is going to be episode number four. The title of this one, we're going to explain here in a minute, but it's Don't Be a Hopper. And my name's Adam, and our other host, Brian, is with me. How you doing, Brian? How are we doing, everyone? So yeah, we are ready to talk about... Hopper is actually a term that... I don't know if you invented it, but for me, at least, I heard it for the first time when you mentioned it uh, probably years ago. But it, it really is a perfect term for this type of a business owner. And we want to make this episode to really communicate to any business owner why not to, to be this type of uh, hopper. And um, so first, let's go. Brian, tell us exactly what is a hopper in your definition and what does it mean? Great question. I would say somebody who constantly hops around with their marketing and it doesn't really look at themselves as far as maybe them might be some things that they need to look at as far as their own internal, uh, like we talked in the last episode, their inside reality, instead of uh, hopping around from one agency to the next, thinking that somehow they're going to have some magic um, sauce or whatever that's going to uh, change their internal reality. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And we're not talking about uh, a business being, you know, you have to be with the same digital marketing company forever to have one company that you work with for the life of your business. Uh, although we have worked with companies like that, that we've been with them for as long as they've been in business and 10 plus years. And that's great. Uh, but we're really talking about, you know, business owners that have been with, in many cases, double digits, you know, like over 10 different internet marketing companies over, over the course of their lifetime. And it feels like they change almost every year. Uh, and it's just a constant cycle. Uh, the problem with that, number one, is a lot of digital marketing is momentum. And it's one of the biggest ways to stop momentum is to change companies. Sometimes a change can be a good thing, but in a lot of cases, it's actually, it, it hurts the momentum that's been developed by the previous company. And it's not like you have to start all over when you switch companies, but inevitably, not everything ever gets carried over 100% of the time. Uh, when you move from one company to the other. So I think what the, that's a key definition. It uh, doesn't mean you, you can't switch companies, you know, in a while, but uh, I think by and large, it's better to try to work with you, whatever company you're with now, uh, to try to work with them and whatever the issue might be, rather than trying to just think the solution is to jump to another company without trying to figure out a solution with who you're with now first. Totally agree. It's pretty common for almost all small businesses to get constant sales pitches from whether it's through email, text messaging now, phone calls. I mean, that's nonstop regardless, right? I mean, would you say that's pretty common across all types of businesses? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty consistent across any vertical that they're getting bombarded. Yeah. No question. Including pretty, us. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We, yeah. Every, everyone, because what, ha this is a, this is an important thing to note is, a lot of these, I would say most of them even, of these sales pitches from SEO companies that you get through email and all these other channels, large majority of them never even look at your website. They don't even know your business. Mm -hmm. They never looked at anything. They just send out the same script to thousands of businesses at once, uh, whatever channel they're Agreed. using. You know, Agreed. And, and it's just a numbers game. They're hoping to get, you know, if they send out 50,000 emails, they're hoping to get a, a couple that respond back and then... And then they can, you know, try to sell on uh, their services, which you're probably already getting from from someone else. So a lot of it, uh, you, 
I want I don't want to say you have to tune it out, but you just got to be wary of that. That um, the grass isn't always greener. You know, it, it's not no. one of those scenarios where uh, you know by changing your company, that's always going to be the silver bullet. And that's that's the hopper. That's the company that yeah. your first instinct is to well, I need to change my company. You know, and then it's just a constant cycle over and over. Yeah, and and, and I think they don't really know. Um, I'm not saying hoppers, but just in general businesses, when they get it, they think that somehow they're actually really looking into what are some things that they can improve upon instead of realizing that it's just a uh, blanket approach and hoping that to your point, one or two people see it and say, Oh, let me, let me look into this. Um, it, it is something that uh, totally agree with you. It's not, the grass was not always greener on that other side, no doubt. So, yeah, a lot of them just don't know, unfortunately. So, yeah. So, I think the key message here is, if you're whatever company you're with now, you should trust them. That's a, that's a key factor, right? If there if there's a lack of trust between you as the business owner and the the digital marketing company that you're working with, then that's that's the first problem uh, because there has to be a trust factor. You have to trust. Uh, even more than the solution you're getting or the services, because sometimes that's confusing and hard to understand. You should have a, a number one trust in the people that you work with, the people yep. at the company, the company. And so I feel like, you know, we should we should end this episode with giving some tips on what like what would, in your opinion, be for a business owner to look at the, the company they're with or the company they might want to go with? What are some uh, telltale factors that uh you can look at a digital marketing company and, and, and kind of figure that they're reputable or they're, they're a company that's um, maybe not one of these scammers that they're constantly yep. getting emailed about. What, what, like in your opinion, you've been doing this a long time. What are some key things there? That's a great question. Um, I would say the first and foremost thing is, is do they lock you into an, a contract? Meaning if they're locking you into something six months, a year out, um, you know, it, once they have you sign on that dotted line, how's there's an accountability standpoint to actually make sure that they're following through on what, what they do. Um, one thing that we obviously have always done from the inception is it's month to month. And we like it that way because it holds us accountable. And on the flip side, you know, sometimes it's just clients that just aren't good fits. Um, so we want to be able to have the opportunity to say, yeah, it's just, it's this project and campaign is just not going to work you know, working together. Um, on the flip side, I would also say that another big factor is how long has an average client been with this agency? Meaning is there, is, is the majority of that client's been with them 10 years, like with us on month to month agreements? Um, or, you know, are they constantly cycling in um, new clients that they work with for six months and then they, they move on? So I think there's two things that I think most businesses have to really look at is number one, what is the contractual terms of a project or campaign you do with any agency? And then I say number two is ask them for references. Uh, ask them for how long have they worked with specific clients that they've, they've been with and do they have a reference that they could call? Uh, because don't take anybody's word for it. Do you due diligence, right? Because once you sign on that dotted line, unfortunately, with a lot of these companies, they have you for that year or six months or sometimes longer, depending on what the contractual agreement is. And it's very, very difficult to get out of those things um, once you sign it. So I'd say it, it falls on um, 
the small business, you know, whatever business owner it is to do their due diligence on who they're doing business with and look at those two factors, I would say would probably be the two most important to look at. Yeah. Love that. And hundred percent agree. Yeah. I, I would say for me, it's late. How long have you been in business? Now that's not the end all be all, but that's a, that's a big thing, especially in our industry. Uh, not oh, not yeah, big time, a company yeah. that pops up, can't do a good job, right? I'm not saying that, but when you have options, you know, there's a lot of companies that do what we do uh, or a lot of individuals, freelancers that do what we do. Uh, so when you have the choice of, you know, going with a company that's been doing this 10 plus years for hundreds of clients uh, with great success, like you said, a month to month agreement. So basically no contract other than like a 30 day type of thing, but they've stayed with it for a decade plus. That's a, that's a very telltale sign. Uh, anyone can tell you anything and they will any, any um, company that you reach out to or that reaches out to you, they're going to, they're going to tell you they could do better generally mm -hmm. speaking, right? Especially the scammers, uh, the, the, the reputable companies, they'll actually look at it. And we've told this to other companies, other businesses before that, yeah, you're doing, you're doing very well right now. Actually, you should stay with, we've had, we've said this multiple times to business owners and they were actually shocked, but we told them you should stay where you're at, stay with your company right. and maybe tweak some things, but you don't need to make a switch very probably none of the scammers actually if, if not very few would ever say that uh yes. so you know i think yeah length length of time in business referrals is key you know if uh but on that on that note uh, one of the things that we do that's very different than a lot of companies is we have a policy where we won't work with the same business type in the same local geographic area uh so we're exclusive to that whereas you know there's a lot of sales pitches out there now with oh we only work with this type of business well, the problem with that is they're trying to work with your competitors, too. And do you want to be working with the same company that's also trying to promote your competitors against you? Uh, that doesn't Agreed. make a lot of sense. So no. Something to think no. And then no. lastly, I think the local thing is key. Uh, you know, again, there's a lot of choices for a business to do this. Uh, why not go with a company that's based in your local region, you know, where, you know, a lot of stuff can be done virtually and it is, but. For me, if I'm, I'm a business owner, I well, if I have the choice, I'd rather work with a company, all things being equal, that I could have a, a live person come to my office and talk to me. But just having that option makes me feel good as a business owner. It's a little old school, I know, but I think um, that is something to consider, too, as a business owner when you have this many choices. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, to your point, Adam, I think um, that is a will always be at least... I would say to most business owners, something important that, to know that somebody knows their market, knows, you know, uh, what's actually going on as far as um, geographic. Um, you know, as you know, the different parts of the country, it's just totally different lay of the lands and understanding the marketplace. And I think working with somebody who knows it, uh, I think is I think is important because you know, picking towns, geographical areas, if somebody doesn't really know the lay of that land, um, it makes it very difficult to make sure that they understand, you know, what you're trying to get across as a small business owner. So, yeah, I think that goes a long way with uh, work with somebody local that, that understands your marketplace, understands, you know, geographics, because that's important to know how you want to target an audience, uh, what type of, you know, what type of, demographic you're looking to get so yeah i think that that lends a huge part to it too yes and, and as we wrap this up that that is a great point because while i while i don't think that uh 
companies like digital marketing companies that that specialize in a specific industry. I actually think that's a disadvantage and we'll, we're going to do a full episode on that. But I completely agree that digital marketing companies that are in your local area that that work with other companies in your local region, that is a huge advantage because to your point, there, there's there's so many um, you know nuances with with geography and, and zip codes and towns and just the lay of the land, like you said, that is a big advantage, uh, in my opinion. I and again, I do not feel that the industry specific is is important. I actually think it's a disadvantage. So we're gonna do a full episode on that, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna close this one here. And we'll be back with another one soon. Episode five will be coming up. The title of that one is going to be, do not forget to engage your customer base. Everyone, thanks for listening to this one. Thanks, guys.